from Dawn Passage giving chase at shades of last year. Arkadimus from Dawn Passage, but Count the Rupee is descending on them quickly. And Count the Rupee takes the lead now in the gong of the 150. Nudges running home to second. And then came Yamazaki. But it's a local victory. Count the Rupee for Brock Ryan. Won it by two lengths to none. Evening, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Triple J Racing Weekly. Uh, joined once again by my friend here, Bryce Parker, up in Queensland. How you going there, mate? Good, thanks, mate. Thanks for having me, Fish. Uh, came for another big week of racing and nice enough to get a, a couple of dry tracks again. So big win from the strip um, and all aboard the Australian train really frank in that form and stayed to rest as well, mate, uh, with the Animo form. So uh, a lot of uh, nice Australian form in the in the Ascot if you've been late enough to stay up for it. I know you had a bit on the strip. What did you think of the run? Yeah, had a bit on the strip, mate. I, I was pretty confident going to the race. You know, I always think, and I, I tell a lot of people that I just think that I think our sprinters are a bit uh, underestimated around the world. And, you know, Nature Strip for me, over his career, I've always thought he's a thousand metre beast. And, you know, I think that as he's gotten older, which it, it amazes me, he's, he's about to turn eight years of age. And I think he's just, he's getting even better, this preparation by the looks of it. But, um, yeah, he was, he was too good for him over there. He won by four and a half lengths, carried a big weight. First up, you know, and he's, he's now taking his 1,000-metre record to uh, 10 wins, four seconds, and a third from 18 attempts. So, yeah, he's going really well, mate, and obviously a uh, tremendous effort by Chris Waller and also J-Mac. Uh, what did you think of the run? Well, I don't know how the commentator got striped from strip, but he rolled with that multiple times. So, geez, you'd want, you want to get that right in a big race, don't you? Um, it was massive, mate. I've never been a nature strip backer. But I had, I had a good crack at him. I thought, geez, I've, I've got to jump on him for the first time I think I've ever backed him. His SP was good. And just overall, as you said, mate, underrated. And that performance was outstanding. But I wasn't overly shocked. I was pretty confident he was going to blouse them. And then, yes, I had a good night at Ascot with State of Rest as well. Just took that animo form and it just kept kicking. So a few bubbles burst there with the locals. And I know that the um, the real hot pot in that nature strip race was, was very poor. So... It was good to see him do it, mate. And I know J-Mac had one ride, one win last night as well. So up the Aussies. Yeah, going really well. And that's the thing about Nature Strip. He's just uh, such a professional athlete. Um, you know, I always, as I said, I've always liked him over the 1,000-meter trip. But then last preparation, he came out, won the Everest, won the VRC Classic with TJ Smith, which he's now won twice in a row. So he's a proper beast. Um, the other horse we should speak about, mate, Alligator Blood. Obviously a tremendous effort by Gay Waterhouse and... Adrian Bott, he obviously went to the stable there. We all know he's had a few issues over his career, you know, uh, failed a doping test and then plenty of injuries. But they've only had him for two trials, come second in the BRC sprint, wins the Stradbroke. So uh, tremendous effort, mate. Did you did you have any dollars on alligator blood? How far private are I? <laughs> uh, uh, I thought it was massive, mate, and it's, it's a credit to Waterhouse. I do think even though she gets a lot of, props she's still underrated she's an absolute freak at, at what she does so credit to her mate and uh timmy clark it was an outstanding ride i completely penned it from the draw from its form and it, it fell perfectly into place but g private i ran out of its skin as well mate it was a good race uh, i'm not sure what happened to 11 11 but props to waterhouse team very very good return and uh shout out to on andres and his uh Wife that sadly passed away. So yeah, that was uh, monumental for them, and good that they got the the win. Alligator blood. Good to see him back. 
Yeah, very sad story there with Alligator uh, Alan Andres's partner. That's very uh, very sad news. Obviously, um, yeah, from Barry Twenty One, I was the same, and I was kicking myself there that I I backed the young horse in the race, the the Godolphin horse, and I originally thought Barry One was a nightmare for Private Eye, and we, we got that one right because he definitely found himself some trouble in the run there, and he he would have uh, potentially potentially won the race, but you can't take nothing away from the Alligator Blood story, and also. Being able to win from Barrier 21 with Tim Clark giving it an absolute peach. So, fantastic job there. Um, this week, we haven't got any group races to speak about, but we've got a couple of listed races there at Ipswich, and uh, we'll head to uh, Rose Hill for three races in the middle of the program and also have a look at race five at Flemington. So, really looking forward to that, mate. Um, the track at Ipswich right now is a soft five, roughly at half a metre. That's an interesting one. Never seen that before, but... Anyway, uh, you're expecting us to get back onto a good track there, Ipswich? Yeah, mate, beautiful weather up here. It's a little bit of a mission from where I am. The only time I've been to Ipswich is when I fell asleep coming home from town on the train, and that was a $150 cab home. So, yeah, it's a bit of a mission away uh, to mine, but it's been good weather here, mate, so I'm expecting it to be nice and dry. Well, they do call it tip switch, mate. You tip a few beers back when you go up there. So you, you've obviously done that and fallen asleep on the train. So you've done well <laughs> there. Um, we'll, we'll look at race seven first, mate, which is straight into it. It's the, the Tab Ipswich Cup over 2150 metres. Um, current favourite is Bartholomew Diaz at 440. Chris Waller has our intrigue in the race at $4.60. Berdebeck is at the $7.50 price. And then you've got the likes of Ballistic Boy, Straight dance around that nine dollar price, and I'm um, getting out to some large odds the rest of the field. Um, reasonable tempo on this race, mate, with a couple of go forward types. What are you expecting to happen here? Yeah, I'm pretty keen to stick with the fade, mate. I reckon that last run rated really strongly, just in at the weights. And Jaden Lloyd, he's a, he's a great rider. I'm, I'm happy to be with that that form. The race was just high rating. I know it was a big price last start. Uh, so I've got to take that in mind. But it was just sort of getting back onto a dry track. So I think, uh, yeah, it's it's a bit of a mystery race for mine, mate. A lot of these are just queries out. Um, not many are really striking much form. So, yeah, it's hard to really be confident here, mate. There's, there's not a whole lot coming in with that winning form. Our intrigue I'm weary of if it's a nice soft lead in front. And Ballistic Boy is one of those that will be rattling home and has the right form for this race. But... Overall, mate, not really keen to get too involved. I do think the favourite deserves to be there, though. What did you have? Yeah, totally fair, mate. Obviously, um, yeah, it was really hard to miss Bartholomew Diaz's second up run for Annabelle Nisham, obviously new to the stable there. But the way that um, he burst home there from the rear of the field was fantastic and seems to be a very happy horse at the moment. So from barrier three, probably, you know, draws to get a nice, decent run there. And, you know, Annabelle Nisham's doing a great job at the moment. So hard to beat. A uh, horse I wanted to have a few dollars on was Berdebeck, actually, uh, on a bit of an each-way basis there. Uh, I just think he might be hitting this at the right time, fourth up after a pretty good grounding of um, two efforts over the mile, both on wet ground. And then uh, in the Group 3 race where uh, we backed Hungry Heart and Big Boy Roy got an absolute walk up front, no one put pressure on. And uh, I just thought the way that he picked himself up to finish finish home there was pretty well in a, in a sit-sprint type race. Um, he's a type of horse over his career that, you know, needs tempo on in his races. And I think he gets that here. And I think that he's probably well suited now at the 2150. So I'm going to have a few dollars on Berdebeck at the price, mate. 
750-260. And uh, I think that there's a couple of key runners in the race coming from wide wide draw. So, um, yeah, Birdebeck on a firm ground. I'm pretty keen to have a few dollars on at the 750. Yeah, and it was uh, only two and a half lengths off Count Derubi in the gong. So, fantastic form for Birdebeck when I was doing write-ups for this race. Gave it massive respect. Probably my only pop with Birdebeck was the track, the tight track. I just hope it's within that firing range um, because we know Ipswich, you don't want to get too far back, but hasn't missed the placings over the trip, mate. So I think that's going to be really hard to beat. I reckon that and uh, Bartholomew Diaz probably both deserve to be well in the market. Uh, I reckon Berterbeck will firm race day. I think you're right. And I think both of them runners are going to be, you know, running from pretty, a little bit further back in the field than I would have liked. So uh, a little bit of a tough one there, but I'd rather take the more price and, I think Birdevac's got to turn a foot on him and, and hopefully he's still got that at, at the end of the 2150. But um, yeah, we'll see how he goes. Uh, race eight is the City of Ipswich Eyeliner Stakes. Uh, it's a 1,350 metre listed race. Current favourite is from the Tony Gollan Yard, Binko, 550. And you've got Holyfield and Paladas at the $6 price. Emerald Kingdom, five eight fifty. sorry. Um, Charlize and Roman Aureus, just under the $10 price. Desert Lord 14, and then um, some serious odds there the rest of the field. Uh, once again, there's a reasonable tempo in this race with Gisboden probably going forward with Brock Ryan aboard, Emerald Kingdom, and I think Holyfield has to come across from a wide draw as well, mate. So I'm interested to see who, you, who, you, who you're siding with here. Yeah, I'm pretty keen on Vinco. Ticks a lot of boxes for my mate. Golan has a massive record at this race. Ben Thompson, two wins in a second from four goes on the horse. So he knows it really well. And Charmy Baby came out and won. So Frank, the form, loves the, uh, loves the jockey, won at the track before. Golan loves the race, tick, tick, tick. Only slight query is barrier seven. But if it can find a bit of cover and be somewhere up there in the firing range, I like that Charmy Baby form into 55 kilograms. A lot of these are battling for form. So more than happy to slide with the, what is now favourite, mate. Uh, what's your pick? Yeah, Vinko is more danger as well, mate. But I'm I'm gonna have a few dollars on Holyfield um, from that Annabelle Nisham show yeah. we were just talking about. I just thought he's been huge in his first two runs, his preparation. He was held up at a vital stage there last start behind Soxigon and Alligator Blood. You know that form's obviously been franked in the Stradbroke on the weekend, albeit it is Alligator Blood we're talking about. Um, and I think a firm deck really suits him here. And also Brody Lloyd's up there working for the stable, so I think he's probably got a um, really good grip on how this horse goes. And from the wide draw, they're going to have to come across. But uh, he, he had to come across from a wide draw there last start as well. So uh, looking forward to seeing how Holyfield goes. But I think that um, he's pretty hard to beat. And I like the odds of 6 and $2.25. So obviously the two I'm worried about are in the market as well, Binko and Paladas. And uh, the runner that I'm a little bit uh, interested in is Charlize at a reasonable price there too, 10 and $3 a place. Just the, coming from the right stable, probably second up on the way out to a, a much further trip. So interested there, mate, but I'm going to stick with Holyfield in this race. Yeah, I've got in my notes actually to take both as a win bet and they were pretty much just uh, a length apart in the Brisbane uh, sprint. So there's not much between those two. Paladas, I'd give you 20 bucks for, mate. I know it likes the track, but three wins from 22 goes. I lay that thing until my ears bleed. Um, finds more trouble than anything I've ever seen. So, yeah, I think Holyfield and Vinco can fight it out. And there's little between them, mate. Um, both of them come at the right timing. So, yeah, good race. I reckon they're the two spot on. 
interesting meeting up there at Ipswich on the weekend. There's plenty of favourites around that five and six dollar price, and just think, geez, there must be must be some um, value here for punters. But I have found a you know a few of those five dollar price horses, so a little bit surprised there. But uh, hopefully, we found found the right ones. Uh, last race is the Kingsley Lawson Gay Waterhouse Classic over twelve hundred metres. It's also a listed race. Uh, the favourites are Juan Deva and Tahiti and Dancer, who are coming out of the, the same race. Lady of Luxury is $9. Uh, Majestic Shot and maybe the best, $10. Tycoon Eevee, $11. And then getting out to the large odds the rest of the field. Uh, look, plenty of tempo in this race, mate. And the inside draws will probably keep their spot. You will have Majestic Shot, uh, Dragon Miss, Cassie's sister going forward. There's a, a lot of tempo here, mate. So who's going to come away with the winner here? I'm keen to see, I've always been a massive Majestic Shot fan, but I'm keen to see it on the speed, mate, even if there is a lot of speed, because if you go look at how its runs are compared to where it settles, it I baffles me why they choose to take a sit more often than not with it. I genuinely think it's it's a good horse somewhere in the firing range. I remember one day and uh, a few uh, people were getting up in arms about Majestic Shot leading when it wasn't in the... Uh, when they weren't saying they were going to do so. And, and it won by a length and a half that day with complete ease in a BAM 78 in Rose Hill. So I don't see why they don't push forward. And and every time it settles back, mate, I, I don't think it runs as well. So I reckon Majestic Shot gives this a red-hot crack. It's got the right form. Very unlucky last start. And I wasn't too bad behind Bring the Ransom start before, which I don't want to mention the run of the other day. But its form is brilliant. It's not far off Bella Nipatina, just missed Kinlock. 1.8 lengths away from Blondo. So it's always thereabouts. This is a thin race. If it's up there in the firing range, mate, $10 looks well over the odds. Have you found any value for me? Um, not really, mate. I looked at this race and went, once I got down past those first four to four horses, I thought, well, I don't think any of them are in the race for mine uh, on ratings and also maps and, and a lot of things. So I think one Deva is the map horse in the race. I like the fact that Jimmy Byrne goes aboard, and I know that the horse is going to find cover here today, which is uh, ideal. And he, I mean, she, sorry, she loves a firm deck. I would have loved to have seen her win one of her, one of her last two starts, but the one length loss to Najmati obviously reads well. And I went back and watched that race heavily, trying to find out, you know, the runs between Mondeva and Tahiti and Dancer and, and that. And I think that Willow got it all wrong there last start. I think that uh, he, he got Juan uh, Diva working way too early, and I just think she was a sitting duck there late. And uh, obviously coming out of a really good race, and I just think from barrier three, we'll get cuddled up for the you know most of the race. And if Jimmy Byrne can just find a gap there the last 150, I think Juan Diva will have a bit of juice left at the end of it. And uh, I think the 1,200 metres at this stage of the preparation is ideal. Uh, the other one at a reasonable price I'm going to have a few dollars on is Lady of Luxury. Uh, obviously, I'm a fan of Brock Ryan, but... I don't think Barrier 15 is a bad read here. Um, obviously, you know, it is a, a tight turn and track Ipswich, but there's a stack of tempo in here like we just spoke about. Um, I, I think that's the type of race that Brock Ryan actually goes really well at. He just gives his horse a, a little bit of a cuddle up early. Takes, We'll take it back to the rear of the field. And when they all fan out and, and a couple of those horses are on tired legs late, Brocky will have the horse out wide, Lady of Luxury, just giving it all. So... I think at the nine and three dollars, Lady of Luxury is a good each way price. And if they overdo it, I think this horse is ready to peak here third up. So they're the two I like, mate. They're both Sydney horses, and um, I'm probably going to back both of them. Yeah, Lady of Luxury has an enormous turn of foot. I was on it a few times last prep. Remember once Willow was on it and it weaved the field and it came from absolutely nowhere. So 
with you're right, mate, with even luck in running, Lady of Luxury has one of the best turns of foot in Australia, I reckon. So in a limited field, that's uh, a really good chance. Yeah, absolutely. She is one of them runners that when she wins, she obviously wins it in nice style because she has to do it the hard way. But, um, yeah. you know, she also needs races with a lot of tempo yeah. in it. But she's certainly good enough to win a race like this. And uh, I think that, you know, the price is good there each way. So, yeah, really keen on that. We'll head to Rose Hill now, mate. Um, obviously, my territory. We've got good four rating at the moment with no rain really predicted, maybe one mil, but that won't affect the track. Um, we've got... The rail's at six metres. Usually on a, a good four with a rail at six metres, I'd be telling people to get on the fence and run. You know, it's a perfect uh, situation for Rose Hill, but um, I find it hard to suggest they're going to go to the fence and lane one's going to be the, the place to be. I think that they'll still be off the fence a little bit or, you know, horses forward or midfield will get their chance. Backmarkers might be might find it a little bit harder, but, you know, it's, it's just really hard to, to read a good four track at the moment because we haven't done it for a while, but, Anyway, the first race we're going to look at is race six, which is the New South Wales Bookmakers Co-op Handicap. It's a benchmark 72 over the 1,100 metres. Uh, Bjorn Baker has the favourite here, Rupertar at $5.50. Quartinus and Petulant at $6. Got Rubenocchi, $6.50. Hugh Bowman rides Glittery at the $7.50 price. Uh, Chris Lee's as Miracle Day, 14. King Kappa, 14. And then out to some pretty big odds. Who do you, who do you think is going to win this race, mate? I had a massive crack on Quatinus at the 11s as soon as markets open, mate. And as soon as I saw that, I knew that it beat Pachulant easily last time they met. It beat it by over a length. It gets 1.5 kilogram swing. When I see Pachulant open $5 and Quatinus 11s, I had a really good go. So that's into $6 now. They've got that into the right price because off, off that, mate, off a 1.5 keg swing and a one length win over Pachulant, I couldn't see why it was double the price. Uh, Pachulant has race day fitness yes but Quatina's tra- trucking in its recent trial mate I loved it I really did like that trial and uh the horse in third Alicia Roma was really good on resumption as well that it uh easily accounted for in the trial lost by a head returning and was pressured the whole run so love that form out of the trial Rupertar's obviously consistent uh, up a fair bit in weight but look it's going well it's hard to knock it's down in grade at the $11 mark, I thought Cortinas was outstanding. $6, yeah, it's still probably a good bet, but it starts to get to the right price now, mate. A few of these are good odds. Miracle Day on Weary of Vendor. But at the moment, mate, I'm pretty keen on Cortinas each way. What about you? Yeah, I'm keen on Cortinas as well, mate, each way. And um, as you said, the, the price has been crunched in. It was a lot, lot more than that earlier today when I was doing form for this. But, um, yeah, look, she's just a really progressive type for Godolphin and it's taken a seven career starts, but she's gone for a maiden up the benchmark 72. And uh, she's obviously won four out of, or three out of the seven races. And in three of the four, she hasn't won. She's been within 1.7 lengths of the winner. So she obviously gives her all every start. She's suited by a firm deck. And uh, her SP profile is also absolutely outstanding. She's never started a race worse than $3.50 since her maiden win. So, you know, there's a lot of support for her. And uh, she's also never missed the placing in seven career starts. Interesting to know you obviously um, saw what I saw and then obviously last preparation, Petulant on debut, raced against Quartinus who won quite easily. Uh, Quartinus was uh, first up in, in, in her second campaign, whereas Petulant was on debut. But, you know, it's it's a similar setup here. Petulant will leave from 10. Quartinus gets the run of the racing behind. And I personally think that she's probably a better and more seasoned horse at the moment. But if the track's playing the way people are suggesting, 
Um, Peshelin, I think, is a big danger. Just get jumps and runs, and, and we'll lead this up because there's not too much speed around. Um, but no, I'm keen, mate. I'm keen on quietness each way, and uh, hopefully we can we can get a win there. Sounds good. Race seven is the uh, Drink Wars uh, WJ McKell Cup over 2,000 metres. Current favourite is Surf Dancer, 3.30. Willie Pike rides Skyman, it's $3.70. Uh, Dr. Drill's 4.40. Got You Spirit at 6.50. And then um, Jay, Jay Ford is riding Welsh Legend for Chris Waller. Um, tempo in the race, I know, is going to be quite, quite frantic with uh, obviously Spirit Ridge in the race, Frontman and Surf Dancer. Do you think uh, Surf Dance is going to get beat, mate, or you're you sticking solid? I'm I'm uh, not not with Surf Dancer. I wasn't with it last time. But what I think with this is, and I was keen on Skyman. You go watch the replay, and you say, well, okay, it's worse at the weights now with Surf Dancer. It's got to make up a length and a half. So you, you can find two negatives, but then. At the same time, the run was enormous. I didn't think it was a poor ride from Gibbons, but if t- the race was 200 metres longer, Skyman just goes straight past, and that's what we get here. So I do think Skyman can defy those two things. So yes, suited on a dry track. It's worse than at the weights, and it has to make up the distance, but you're watching the replay, I go, it can do that definitely. Obviously, it's getting frustrating. It's getting D-Day, but this is its trip. I reckon Willie Pike sits it in a perfect spot. And, mate, I've got a better chance of catching a six from Chris Gale in the crowd than Rachel King. So I'm happy to be betting against her. Um, and, yeah, I do think Surf Dancer sets a hot tempo. Skyman can go whoosh late each way basis because it's hard to trust and it's D-Day. But I think at the $4 mark, I reckon it's going to win this race. What about you, mate? I like that one, mate, trying to catch a Chris Gale six. That's a beauty. Um, look, mate, I agree with you, actually. Uh, Skyman, they're obviously coming out of the same race. Surf Dancer had a nice run in transit there, and Skyman ran on from last. So, look, you know, the way that Skyman finished the race was very impressive. And as you said, Skyman's already ticked off the 2,000-meter journey, and uh, Surf Dancer hasn't. So that's another ticking ticking itself for mine. Um, and I just think that with a smaller field, a few of these are going to go silly up front as well. You know, you're going to have Surf Dancer up on the pace. You're going to have Spirit Ridge, I think, going a bit wild up there, as he did last start, which was frustrating for us. The front man will go forward. I think that those horses are sort of getting towards the end of their preparations, whereas I think Skyman and Surf Dancer are on the progression. So I think they're the two horses. Obviously, as you said, um, we're actually getting meeting Surf Dancer two kilos worse at the weights, but um, that might not that might be swinging in our favour there with the extra two hundred metres, as you said, mate. So I've got a really um, similar opinion to yours, and um, hopefully Willie Pike can get Chris Wallace Skyman over the line and um, give us a couple of winners for the day. Race eight is the Warren Woodcock Senior Handicap, 1,500 metres. Uh, very exciting race on the program, the old Warren Woodcock Senior Handicap. Um, the favourite is Irish Legend at 5.50. Sabak is at $6.50 with uh, Hugh Bowman riding Wicklow at the same price. Max Chanel, $7.50. Eagle Mont and the Yassifar, $9. Two Big Fari, $10. Phillipsburg and Zing there next. And um, large odds the rest of the field. Reasonable tempo on this race, mate, but you'd suspect Sabak will have to go forward from the wide draw. Uh, your favourite horse, Max Chanel, there will push forward as well. And then uh, Too Big Fari. I know you got Max Chanel at a good price last time, mate, so let the punters know if you're sticking solid here. 
Oh, God bless the Max Schnell. I tell you what, I was erupting when he when he won, but he was my best of the day the week, a few weeks prior at $46. You remember when I was uh, going out on a limb? So I reckon he would have gone awfully close there, but I was, mate, I was absolutely stoked with it. I think it was $26 I was on at, so I was screaming at home. And a really good ride from Jones. I'll have to stick thick. It's 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 hard overhead with this. I can't not back him. Seven fifty. Um, yeah, it's not not amazingly well priced given the weight, but I'm gonna have something on the Chanel. Just the run of Isafar, mate, was really good. What I liked was, and I watched this replay about ten times, purring in a way, very good. But you watch past the line, and this is something I, I learned to do sort of uh, a year or two ago, and, and it's really helped with winners is watching past the line. Isafar just bolts them. And when they're sort of easing up the next 100 metres, it looks like it's ready to keep running and running. And then you just go have a look at its past runs and the trips that it gets to. So it was getting out to 2,200, and it's 3.8 lengths off Juice, which we all know how good that form is. So... Yeah, maybe once further. Barrier nine, bit sticky, but down down in the weights, mate. Same grade and out in trip. I reckon that's red hot chance. Uh, dropping two kilograms, just even luck from the draw. It's going to be absolutely flying home. And uh, past the line, mate. Last run was bolting. So I'm keen to spec Isafar. I reckon that's a massive price. I think that should be half its price. And I'm going to have something on the Mac. And uh, obviously respecting a few of these, Wicklow's classy, two big faris back in form with with uh, King Gibbo. And I haven't even mentioned the two favourites. Uh, what is your thoughts, mate? Yeah, this is a really interesting race, this one. And I did try, I did struggle to uh, single out one that I was keen to back, but I've got a couple here that I'm keen to talk about. Uh, I think this race, there's plenty of runners in this race, I think, that are just crying out for more ground than the 1,500 metres. And I think that that brings in a couple of horses that are, a little bit overpriced here. Um, obviously, one of them, Sabaku, I was, I've been keen on for a little while since I started watching his trials since he came to Australia. But the thing that impresses me about him was he had such a lengthy break. You know, his preparation in England finished on the in September last year, and then he had a lengthy break. He's come out and he's only dealt with heavy tracks over here, but he's been able to finish second and first in both of them starts, albeit they were at Gold Coast and then out of Dubbo in the, in the cup race. But, um, you know, gets onto a firm deck for the first time here. Third up, three weeks between runs. Um, they put the three kilogram claimer on Ellen Hennessy, just means they're going to go forward, which they're going to have to. But I think, as I said, with this race, with so many runners, um, keen for more ground, I think Sabak will be able to come across from the wide draw and get a pretty good position. Um, the other one that I was interested in was Phillipsburg, who I've got a massive opinion on, obviously. But, um, and I think this distance is his sweet spot. Um, obviously, you know, he's, he's really, really good at the 1500. 1600 meter trips and uh the only concern i've got with him is from barrier two he just seems to be a much better horse on a heavy ground uh when he got out of the highway grade there he was i was a little bit concerned trying to follow him when uh you know he got out of them class three highways he won his third race and then had to get up to the benchmark grade since then he's had some tremendous efforts in that in that grade however the only ones he's won have been on heavy nines and heavy tens so i'm a little bit concerned about that um but i think phillipsburg did a decent price there each way as well and then yeah, the other one I was keen on was your runner there, mate, Max Schnell, just because of exactly what you said. You know, good win last start, remains of the trip, comes in a few gates from the last race, and uh, the firm deck's no problem. So, look, I'll probably have a bet on Sabak each way, mate, and uh, depending what the track's doing, if I can build up a little bit of confidence on Phillipsburg, I think uh, he's a chance as well. But uh, it's, it's certainly not a race I'm going to be pushing confidence into with anyone. 
If you got any bonus bets lying about, mate, have something on Eats Apart because that's, yeah, it's huge at the $9 if you watch that replay. I think that's going to be firing home. Sounds good, mate. Um, we'll head down the uh, head down to Melbourne now, Flemington. Race five, the Creswick Stakes, uh, over 1,200 metres. Obviously, I was going to mention that uh, the rail's at 12 metres here and it's currently a soft five, but um, the race we're going to talk about is obviously down the straight. However, if you're having a, a punt over the day there or following mine or Bryce's selections, uh, I think it'll be certainly advantageous to be on the pace there and definitely forward to midfield. It's uh, a track that's hard to win on when the rail's at 12 metres. Uh, but nonetheless, this race here, what a great race. We've got Star Patrol's a favourite, $2.50. Passive Aggressive, $2.70. Um, two runners that are – well, Passive Aggressive is unbeaten and Star Patrol's won three in a row. So looks a good battle between those two. But there's some nice other runners in the race. Caracasu, $6.50. Pasquero, $13. IME, $14. Winning versus 17 Mate, I think this has come up a really, really good race. I'm really excited about this. And, um, yeah, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Unfortunately, mate, I, with the prices of the, of the two favourites for mine, it's one of these races where, look, if I'm down this time of day and you get the um, money back for fourth, you just you go, right, one or the other, plonk 50 on. Um, because I think it is a race of two. I do think Star Patrol is very, very smart. Passive aggressive gets it nicely at the weights and the form stacking up. So I could really split them, mate, but I couldn't go chips in on anything. Um, if I'm having a shocker, I'd be picking one. And um, you take the bet return. They're going to finish in the top four. There's a bit of class in this, though, mate. Like, Ice Pick, Nick and I and me, both both very good. Gimme Par wouldn't really shock. And uh, Pesquero's got some good class. So, yeah, it's a cracking race, mate. Have, have you got one that you, you want to stick with? Oh, no, mate. I'm exactly in the same position as you. I think that it's just, um, you know, throwing a, throwing, a, throwing a dart, really, passive-aggressive and star patrol. I mean, you know, they come in a different form lines, come in a different race with different scenarios, and, and they've both been doing a great job. So um, it's certainly hard to split the two. As you said, passive-aggressive has a bit of a weight swing, but I don't mind the um, Adelaide visitor either, Karakasu. Um, obviously, the disappointing thing there is, you know, you're not getting much of a, a place price either. So, look. I think this will be a race that I'll sit back and watch. But uh, but if you forced a gun to my head and said back one, it'd probably be Star Patrol just because of the way that um, he's been winning his races. He's been, you know, absolutely demolishing his rivals and and really hitting the line hard, even with no one around him. So uh, that's a, a trait that I really like. So I'd probably go Star Patrol, but I'll be watching Passive Aggressive the whole time. I'm thinking, uh, geez, we're going to get caught here. So, mate, very interesting race. But, um, no, nah, not, not, not going into anything too hard there with a, with a high mm. level of confidence, that's for sure. One one thing I wanted to mention to you was your your bet of the year last yeah, week got, got scratched. What's going on there? Have you got any from around the grounds this time around at the same price as that one? Yeah, so Sam, um, I got a word in from the stable. He ended up laying in a fair bit in the run. Still ran second. I thought he, he did well, but the stable said he didn't appreciate the synthetic, didn't quite let down on that ground. And um he was he was uh, five fifty into threes, but the winner was twelve into threes as well, and just bolted in. So, I reckon off the synthetic, mate. Superior Sam, you, you got that second to um, the I've forgotten the name now, but took out the Eagle Farm Group One Pinarello. That's it. So, I think he's got a huge future. When he came up twenty three dollars, I was licking my lips. Why they chose the synthetic, I've got no idea. So, yeah, mate, keep, keep an eye on Superior Sam. But round the grounds, definitely got a couple. 
Ipswich race four, there's not a crazy price about C. Marie, but there's massive sense of timing here. Just just cup week, three wins from four second up. Only run at this track was an absolute romping. And the trial, mate, it was unbelievably good. It was just cruising along and it had snap dancer and away game a length away from it in the trial and it was keeping up. So C. Marie, sticky draw, but it just looks this looks its race, target race, and uh, that second up record compelling. And it's been absolutely crunched. Orbison was my best bet, $5.50. I saw the price and I thought that was outrageous. I think Orbison should be less than $2 in this race because it's come in $2.30 favourite first up in this same grade. It's run on a heavy deck. It's obviously just hated it. Six in a row prior, but it drops 2.5 kegs, same grade, and we get $5.50. And you go have a look at its only run at Ipswich, one by six lengths. And I saw that price and thought, oh, what, what in the world? It's obviously just based on its uh, performance on the heavy last start. That's it. That's the only reason I can think of. 2.5 keg drop, same grade, and back to Ipswich where it's absolutely blitz them. So I think Orbison's made close to a living breathing in that race. It's got massive upside. If it hadn't have flopped on the heavy, mate, it'd be $2 max. So... Really keen to butter up with Orbison there at Dorman. Uh, sorry, Ipswich. That'll take a power of beating. And uh, just one or two others, mate. Just with Rose Hill, I know the highways are really open, but $13 uh, race two, Divine Miss. Bit of an interesting one. Look, she's come a long way. Um, I was on her one day when she got nabbed at Dubbo with the horrendous angle uh, as my best bet. But what I like here, mate, is the turn of foot last run uh, was very good when asked. And she beat Distillate, who came out and won the other day, carries 2.5 kilograms less. And uh, she's just super progressive. Like when you watch the replay of that Distillate race, when the jockey clicks the trigger, she just absolutely charges. So barrier nine's a bit sticky, but McLucas is riding really well. I reckon if she can just get somewhere midfield with a little bit of cover, I know these races are very busy, but if she can find a bit of clean air, she's got a ripping turn of foot. And overall, it's not the strongest highway I've ever seen. So Divine Missing, the only other one I'm keen on, mate. Rose Hill Race 5, Oceanic Flash at 26s. Sherry's records, two wins, two thirds from five runs. So he's only missed the placings once on this horse. They could have gone for a claimer, but they've stuck with him. And it did win on good footing in this grade. And it hasn't seen a dry track since, mate. So it's ready for the 2000. It absolutely flew home. And I just reckon this is one of those horses that get off the wet tracks onto the dry, sprouts wings. Obviously, it's up in up in uh, weight a fair bit from its last win in this grade, but it's ticked this box in this grade. And I reckon this race is just slightly easier. And the fact that they didn't go for a claimer tells me, no, nope, handles the weight. They want Sherry aboard. He knows the horse. And we get $26, mate. That is... Well and truly over the odds if you consider uh, everything that's going there. And uh, just one more for around the ground was uh, race number eight, South Parade, Murray Bridge, race eight. South Parade, 59 kilograms. The last time he carried that weight, he was 11 lengths off Morabi. And to be frank, mate, that wins this race comfortably. I don't think any of these horses can get within 11 lengths of Morabi. It's a tricky draw, but he's an on-speed kind of horse. Uh, looking for a dry track, taken over to Morfittville. I reckon they're just looking for an easy race, uh, Murray Bridge, sorry, and uh, should lead them for fun. And that Morabi form, red hot in this kind of race. So that's all for me, mate. What have you got lined up? Sounds good, mate. I agree. I agree with you on Orbison there. I'm definitely having a bet on that horse and think you're um, very hard to beat. 
Just one at Rose Hill for me, mate. Willinga Rufio. Obviously, a um, bit of a unit of a three-year-old gelding here. Been absolutely super in those first two starts. Um, and I just suspect he's going to be even better on a firm deck. Obviously, Rose Hill on Saturday, good track. Uh, rail out six metres will suit those on-pace horses. And I think at the $4.20 that he's a he's an absolutely super bet. And I think he's um, a very, very progressive horse to come. So really excited about his chances and uh, really like the look of him as a horse. So, yeah, keen on him, mate. Uh, what about your best in value for the weekend? Best bet has to be Orbison, mate. I reckon absolute cracker of a, of a bet. I, I think even money is over the odds. I, I, don't, I can't see how he loses if he, if he bounces back from the heavy run. Um, I, I guess the only gamble you're having is as he come back as good as when he won six in a row prior. Yeah, I reckon. And drops 2.5 kilograms back to Ipswich. I don't reckon they'll know which way he went. Straight to the front. See you later. Best value, mate. It's a very open uh, day, but I do think Oceanic Flash is a massive price, so I'd have something on each way there. Race five uh, at Rose Hill. What about yours, mate? My best for the weekend, mate, Willinga Rufio, as I just spoke about. Um, just really think he gets a good chance here to win, win his third on the trot there with the rail out six metres and the firm deck. So pretty keen on his chances, and he's a good price there on a, on a pretty open day. Uh, my value bet for the weekend is going to be Birderbeck in the Ipswich Cup. Um, I just really like the way that he picked himself up off the surface there last start in a sit-and-sprint style race. And I think more tempo in this race here. And out in trip fourth up firm, Beck really suits him. So hoping the big white horse can bolt through the middle there for me value of the day. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's a very, very open day. And I'm um, looking forward to the, to the weekend. I've got um, obviously the Triple J Racing Race Day, Kemble Grange, uh, about 30 to 35 people coming. So... We'll no doubt get to know the uh, bar staff pretty well and put a few beers back and hopefully uh, find plenty of winners as well. So looking forward to that, mate. Um, and I hope you have a great weekend as well. Yeah, good luck with that, mate. Sounds like a ripper day. I wish I was there if I was in the same state. And um, good luck with everything. And, yeah, race five, Ipswich, Orbison, living, breathing. I know I said it about Literary Magnate yesterday, um, and that took about – Two and a half years off my life watching that. It's uh, Orbison, race five, Ipswich tomorrow. Terry Bailey isn't calling that race. So I'll save at least two years with him not doing it. Mate, I thought with the amount of money you won on Good Max Good luck for the weekend, mate. I thought the amount of money you won with Max Schnell last weekend, you would have been able to uh, purchase a flight down to Camber Grange for the big day, but just wasn't to be, mate. So hopefully, uh, hopefully next time you'll be able to come down and have a few beers. Spend it all on literary magnate, mate. <laughs> totally fair, mate. Have a great weekend, guys. And for those coming on Saturday, I'll see you there for plenty of beers.